If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures, and Chappie just blew my ears out with some crazy guitar. Yeah, well, no, that was Cody playing the guitar. I think we're on record saying that. That was a lifetime ago, so. Well, it's still better (laughs) than I've ever been. (laughs) How you doing, Chap? I'm doing good. I'm really excited. We have... uh, Probably one of the least known YouTubers in the studio today, but he has really amazing videos. Uh, I love if him. you're listening to this and you enjoy adventure videos, you really need to go check this guy out. Definitely. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It is Andrew from Randomly Trees. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, I can't can't believe you asked me to be here with my, my small channel. Uh, just like... The, the everyman rider out there filming stuff on YouTube and sharing it with the world. And, um, yeah, thrilled to be here. I've been following you guys for the, the whole year you've been doing this and, um, yeah, just, I really thrilled to be here. Thank you. Appreciate oh, thank it. you for thank joining you. us. Yeah. And that's all we are is everyday dudes riding bikes too. I just yeah like to share misery that I suffer with others. <laughs> Hope, hope I get some pity, maybe. <laughs> People like you that uh, makes this worthwhile as well. The comments that you leave and the feedback you give us, uh, it makes us know that uh, people are enjoying it. So that's great for us. Yeah, yeah well, it's so, all about uh, the community, the cool sport and adventure riding. It's, uh, it's a great community, and um, the more conversations you have, the more folks you meet, the better it gets. So. Yeah. Yes, it never I ceases to amaze truth. me. Just the people are so cool, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. So uh, I got to ask, uh, I was watching your most recent video. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I binge watched a bunch of videos while I was eating supper. So I would have a little more information into what goes on behind randomly trees videos. 
I did not leave a comment. I did subscribe, but I did not leave a comment. I'm, I apologize for that. I will go back later and okay. leave a comment. But the trees that were down, holy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've, I've never seen it like that. I've been riding over in that area for five, six years, and it, I've never seen it like that. Um, I, I don't know if it was high winds or just a combination of high winds and rain and snow. Um, we were joking that like a, a Sasquatch came I was going to say it was Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. knocked everything over, but yeah, it was. He had it looked some like some time a, off from work. My, uh, my, <laughs> wife, my daughter's husband, Squatch, had some time yeah. off, and he went over in your area, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, but like the the roots were still on the tr- a lot of the trees. They were just I think you mentioned a couple times that they were just like leaned over. It's, it was yeah, amazing. Fell right over. Uh some of them were just bent. Um a couple of them looked like uh maybe somebody was stuck back there with just a hatchet to get out because they were just hacked. Um I think I showed one of them in that video. Well, they weren't what? really cut with a saw. They were just like hacked apart. What to- was the deal with those tire tracks that looked like they went off the <laughs> cliff right <laughs> was there a truck yeah, down there or something what no i looked i it looked like that but i think they just maybe got stuck there for a little bit but uh yeah it was uh all the snow it was uh, lost their chain it, it looked like a completely different road than i'm used to yeah that was crazy and That's uh it looked adventure. like <laughs> it looked like what was it uh birch or beech trees but i've never seen them so orange in the middle like yeah, the ones I, we have around yeah. here, they're like more of a a tan. I haven't I haven't that learned would. the <laughs> I haven't learned all the trees out here since I moved out here. I I, I orig- originate from Ohio and moved out here about eight years ago, and um, I, I so I don't know what they are, but they they're that the orange interior. That's um, it is strange looking when you see it. Well, when yeah, a, when a down tree turns uh, kind of like the orangey, they call uh, a lot of times it's fatwood or uh punk wood if it's like if it's spongy inside either one of those is a great fire starter just kind of off something but i was thinking man he's got firewood if he gets stuck in camp so (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's plenty of that back there for sure and by the way seven years i think at least in utah is common law so you're pretty much from where you're at now because okay good eight years seven years I thought that was just if you live with somebody, you're common married. I'm kind of stretching it, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, what uh, for the for the listeners? What what neck of the woods are you are you in? Kind of, and you don't have to get too specific. If you don't. Uh, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. I live in Washington State, a little bit northwest of Seattle. Um, for those not familiar, Seattle sits Ooh. on Puget Sound, uh, and I'm across the water from Seattle. Wow. Uh, and uh, most of so, my riding is over on the Olympic Peninsula, which is, uh, there's a Olympic mountain range there, which is uh, only in Washington. We don't share those mountains with any other state. Selfish. And, uh, yeah. But uh, it's our own, own private mountain range over there, and it's beautiful. Um, uh, most of my videos are over in the, uh, it's called the Olympic National Forest. Um, and you just get some amazing views. There's a lot of, Really good riding, not not too difficult, at least not the stuff that I go on, but um, it, it's just beautiful. I, I really love it over there. It is the gorgeous. best place to have a dual sport, I'm telling you. Thanks. Right. I, just watching the videos, it makes me miss. I used to live in Spokane when I was younger in uh, grade school for about a year. Spokane, Washington, and man, 
so pretty there. I didn't have a bike back then, but <laughs> gorgeous yeah, that's, area. That's uh, out on the eastern end of the state, but yeah, it's beautiful over there too. A lot yeah. of water. I bet oh, you get yeah. a lot of rain days. Yep. Oh, yeah. But you can't oh, yeah. let that stop you. No. 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 Or you'll never get to ride. So I have a, a question or a comment. I guess my wife and I were watching, uh, I believe it was that same video last night, but her father lives in Oregon. So as you're riding, you said something about this uh, fog or whatever will burn off. And she said, oh, he must be by the coast because <laughs> her dad says that all the time. So, Yeah, kind of it- close. We're, there's, there's a number of bodies of water, um, both feed into the uh, Pacific Ocean. So we've got the... The Puget Sound, it's all salt water, feeds up into the uh, uh, Pacific Ocean. And then um, over where I ride is by the Hood Canal, which is uh, a body of water that comes off of um, nice. part of the Puget Sound. And it's all salt water. And yeah, it's there's tons of water. So does it fog up a lot like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then which is it's beautiful when you're in the forest. I love riding in fog. Um when I'm out there in the woods, uh, everything's just quiet and uh, you could hear hear a pin drop, but you couldn't hear it very far away because it just deadens the noise. And uh, it's, it does, wow. doesn't remind you of a scary movie or anything. Uh, if you let it. Yeah. I'm not um, trying to ruin that. <laughs> no, there's been times where, you know, you get I, I get a little spooked and I'll turn around. I think uh, one of my videos that you probably saw where. Yes. Yeah. I was proud some, of you. <laughs> see some sketchy stuff and you, you turn around and get the hell out but it's like that was a good call that's see that's what somebody who has some common sense would do unlike some people who <laughs> on this channel over here hmm what are these guys doing i must go inspect i must go closer hmm. <laughs> and that's why you get home to your wife safe and sound every time <laughs> but I, I do have to i'm sorry andrew but I told my wife I'm going to bring this on. And the funny part about this is I'm going on a trip this week and I'll probably forget it now that because I'm giving you a little crap, but you need to remember <laughs> your saw. <laughs> yeah. My wife's that like, he funny. said he forgot it again. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he saw the trees. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, I, luckily, I, I haven't had anything fall behind me, um, but that's something I just need to. I just need to zip tie it to myself or something so I don't forget it. Yeah. I, I have one They're nice to have. That. Yeah. Doesn't take up much room. Or, I don't you know, have one. it's a good time to practice hopping over logs, I guess, if something yeah, goes well. I, <laughs> I definitely need to practice that. Not solo, though, probably. That's as long as they're not <laughs> handlebar height. <laughs> yeah. If they're, if they're handlebar height, try and push it under, right, Chappie? <laughs> yeah. Pull it under. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> I, I don't still don't have a saw i should especially after that because if i had a saw it would have been a hell of a lot easier yeah so that was Maybe. in a, a riverbed a dry river yeah bed? It, i yeah. went out in a trail that i was unfamiliar with when all the leaves were covering the ground and oh yeah i just kept following the you know the worn in path and i ended up coming down through rocks and i realized that was in a dried up riverbed the banks were like (laughs) shoulder high on each side and it's it was loose you know so i couldn't pull the bike up the sides of the bank not that if i did you know our our forest cleanup in this country is horrendous 
path because like there were so many down trees and stuff. I wouldn't have got far if I got out of there anyway, but there was two trees across the riverbed and they were right about headlight height. So there was no way to get around it. I had to lay the bike down and drag it underneath the, the damn trees. Well, I'm so glad that you made your, it out. Your CRF, I, I yeah, thankfully. I rode one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's still not that light, but I I rode one of those no. for about five years. I love that bike. Um, yes, I, I bike. do. I, I think I'm going to lose it though. I, oh, well, yeah? I I hope I'm going to lose it. Oh, yes, I'm a, supposed to start training? teaching the wife. Yeah, soon. Nice. I got the bike. the low seat and going to set up the suspensions, the sag. So when she gets on it, it, it's supposed to squat two inches. So that'll give her three inches. She can just barely tiptoe it now. So that'll make her a little more comfortable. That's better than Probably Jocelyn be Snow has. I mean, come on. Yes. Uh, so you need that confidence of being able to touch the ground. Yes. goes a long Especially way. Especially at start. Yeah. 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 But after meeting Jocelyn, she's a little more into it so that's good <laughs> i can that's see cool. how she'd have that effect well she realized that she's taller than jocelyn <laughs> so <laughs> that is crazy yeah. to me gave her a little more confidence so andrew uh for those who haven't checked out your channel yet but i'm sure they're going to yes and there will be a link and join the in adventure the, people in the description over it randomly and it's, no, I'm going to be a spoiler alert. He doesn't randomly hit trees like I do. Okay. He just Not on camera. Ones. Not on Not camera. On camera. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what are you riding in your fun videos right now? So right now I ride a DR650. Uh, it's a 2019. I bought it new in 2020. Um, That's Cody's favorite bike. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you what, it's, it's the perfect balance of everything it's it's an it awesome bike and it's um there's it, there's a reason why it's still out yeah yeah it, hey, it, i it's, can't knock that bike it's it's close to my favorite bike you, you try there's parts the everywhere time, around the world for it yeah it, it's there is. Um, <laughs> it's uh other than the carburetor um that's been my only complaint it's okay. been a learning experience I, i've learned a lot of wrenching on it that I wouldn't have learned, um, otherwise. And it's, uh, it, it's unfortunately the jack of all trades bike. So it's really hard for me to justify going out and buying a second bike for myself. I, uh, one of my other videos, I, I am mm -hmm. talking about a, a second bike and it's really I just hard that. to pull the trigger on it that when perked this my bike ears is... up. I was like, <laughs> yes. Getting another bike. So I was that, actually going to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, it's still going to happen, but um, it's just hard to pull the trigger because I, the, the bike I have is just too, I, I don't want to say it's too good at everything because it's a DR650. It's not good at anything, but it's not bad at anything either. You know what it's I mean? It's like a but, Swiss army knife, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's just like the KLR, you know, I mean, yeah. that thing was out forever and, just recently they made a, a bunch of updates, but it went away for a couple of years in order for them to do those updates. Yep. And if, if Suzuki ever gets off their ass and does that, I will be first in line to buy a DR650 with fuel injection. I don't care if they update anything else. Really? Yeah. I, it's just, um, 
there's a level of comfort that I have with uh, computers that, you know, some people are, you know, they're, oh, it's computers. It's, it's going to break on you and you don't get to yeah. fix it. Okay, that's true. It's not as easy to fix, but uh, there's a lot less fiddling you have to do with it. And I don't yeah, have a lot true. of time to fiddle, so. I don't like computers because I can't fix them myself. So <laughs> that means I have to pay somebody, which means I'm just not writing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> the fuel injection has uh, been around right. for so long, but you know, everything yeah. has its quirks, but um, the, the surety you can have uh, of it working, uh, I think over, over ways that. Well, the, uh, Sure, do you have that you could fix it if it breaks? Breaks. Yeah, I actually learned something about uh, the fuel injection for motorcycles recently that blew my mind. Um, the fuel injection, it's mapped, so there's no sensors reading, like in a car, your fuel injection when you get into like uh, the mountains and stuff sensor. like that. Yeah. yeah, it it senses the air and makes changes. Uh, the motorcycle doesn't do that. Because there are no sensors, there's no O2 sensors or anything like that. Thank God, because that's why my truck's still sitting there <laughs> a year and a half later. Stupid O2 sensor. <laughs> but I, I can't remember where I saw it, but their their point was um, fuel injection or carburetor, um, your comfort level is going to depend on what you want. So, you know, carburetors you can adjust or you can remap if you're, you know, skilled enough with computers to understand how to map map your bike i'm curious i I didn't know that i don't think that they do but and please forgive me uh, for a motorcycle podcaster to ask a stupid question but (laughs) (laughs) on my two-stroke i fixed the carb problem with this wonderful wonderful thing called electron carburetor oh yeah uh, they are awesome they like self-regulate basically huh but I don't know if you can do that on four strokes. So. I believe you can. That was a, I don't know if it's Electron, but there's definitely something out there. Like I think it is Electron. But, yeah. And it's. Uh, that is the best investment I've ever put on a bike. Like changed my world. So, <laughs> cool. huh. so they are expensive. I won't kid you, but that was one that was worth it. Early on with the DR, I was considering that because when I drove that thing off the lot, it was horrendous. I can't even. I couldn't even believe people buy these things. And I think, I think on the, on some of the, the Suzuki's, the, the, especially those old ones, the, the tolerances from the factory are varied enough that no, no two bikes are the same. And I've heard people that have, have ridden a DR650 off the lot and they never felt like they had to change anything. And then other people oh. are like me where it, I mean, the damn thing barely would run. I had to run it on choke on the way home. I was just stubborn wow. enough. That I knew, okay, you know, after doing all the research that I did, I knew I was going to have to fiddle with the carb. I knew I was going to have to fiddle with the jetting. But as bad as it was, I, I almost turned around and took it back just wow. a mile down the road. Yeah, it was really bad, but it, it's in good shape now. Um, well, I'm glad you kept I don't it. Know what the hell like, I'm doing. Looks like you're having fun now. Yeah, That's it's surprising to me. That's yeah, I, I wondered why, out. you know, it had, I think it had seven miles on it when I, when I drove it. And, or when I bought it. And uh, when I rode it off the lot, I, I wondered, you know, I wonder if somebody got down the road and said, fuck this and turn around. Pardon me, French. <laughs> it's, <possible. laughs> it's your baby now, though. Yeah. And it's mine. And yeah, I've, I've made it my own. That's the beauty of Well, I had, I had big too. plans to give you a little crap about a DR650 and 
tell I'll you that it. the most wonderful bike in the world, there is a perfect bike. Well, guess what? I found out, I think last night, that there will no longer be a perfect bike. Really? So, uh, apparently, KTM is so smart that they're too smart. Because they think that everybody is going from smaller bikes to bigger bikes right now. So they're going to quit making the 690 and the 701. No. But everyone I know that has the bigger bikes is going. It's like they're finding the 701 and 690 now, right? So, and that is pretty strong. Uh, the source that I heard that from, you know, it's not wow. guaranteed. But I guess I now own a classic. That's crazy. Wow. It's amazing to me that they, they it seems like they up up their uh, engine size every year. I, I've never been a, a big follower of KTM. But yeah, well, they like to change just, it every two years, really, they do. I mean, they just like to experiment, but there's people like Bryce Stevens we had on that has his old 950 or whatever, KTM, and the people that have those love them, but they don't make them anymore. Right. So yeah, I guess it's I'll what, be 12, one of those guys. Now? I'll be one of those guys in 20 years. You whippersnappers should have had the 701 tree. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and there won't be any around, so I can just tell them whether it's true or not. They won't know. <laughs> you you better buy some spare parts now. I know. They, that's what I keep thinking. Especially like the gas tank. <laughs> that oh, still blows boy. my mind. That is an expensive gas tank. Oof. Oh, does that have the, the underseat tank? Yeah, underseat. Oh, so man. It's pretty much part of the subframe, really. On both of your bikes. Well, Because the Beamer is the same way. Thanks, Chappie. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I am all over Hollywood. All over him. He, uh, he's been riding his 701 and falling in love with it like I knew he would. Uh-huh. So that means his 790 is kind of sitting around. Uh-huh. So I keep telling him every time, I'm sorry, Chris, you know, you know, I do this intentionally and it's out of love, but I keep telling him, you know how sexy you'd look on a BMW 800 and I know you'd be sexier than me because your wife can get on the back of it and she would love that. <laughs> and all you got to do is trade for the 790. <laughs> But he's holding strong. He's holding strong. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to make you pay 10 grand and the trade. <laughs> well, then it ain't never going to happen. Just, so. be, just because he knows you want that really, really bad. I know. He's like the salesman that you told, I got to have this car. You never do that. Yeah, never do that. So, Andrew, how did you, um, how did you get into motorcycles? Is it oh, boy. So, or? in Ohio, when I was young, like... I got my first dirt bike at, I think it was 10. It was a little Suzuki DS80, which is still running, by the way, still in the family. Nice. Um, and I didn't really have friends around that road. Um, so I, w- I would just ride it. I didn't, you know, didn't really learn much on it other than how to control the clutch and all that stuff. Um, rode it every day, pretty much, uh, just in the yard and, and, um, out in uh, a place where my dad worked, um, there was a big swamp to ride around in. So had a lot of fun with that. Um, rode that for a few years and then didn't ride again until uh, I took the MSF course. I think I was like 38. Um, oh, so wow. it was like over 20 years since I had ridden again. Uh, and awesome. that was 
when I moved out here actually to Washington, uh, we work in Seattle. Well, did I worked in Seattle at the time and the commute to Seattle involves, uh, ferries. Yeah. So I found that, uh, my commute daily was about, it was between three to five hours, um, round trip, depending on when I missed a ferry or, you know, cause I was doing Boy, transit and all that. That makes for a long day, dude. <laughs> yeah. It, it sucked. So, uh, started looking at motorcycles because, uh, on the ferries, uh, motorcycles, they get to board first. And if you get there right as they're about to shut the ramp and take off, they'll just squeeze you in somewhere. So you, you <sighs> squeeze in and yeah. Smart so, man. so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to look into getting a bike and, uh, there was somebody I worked with um, who was into dual sports. And I saw just a, a picture of his bike on his uh, computer screen one day. And I started asking him about it, and, um, you know, got to talking. And he said, if you don't get a dual sport here in Washington, you're buying the wrong bike. So I went out, Good advice. bought the CRF 250L and uh, took the MSF course two weeks later and Happened to know, remember enough about clutch control and stuff. I was able to pass the, the, the exam and um, then I've been riding ever since. So that was like 2015, I think I got that. But yeah, it was a 2015. So um, wow. just r- ride every day if I can. Um, rain, snow. Um, if it gets down around freezing, it's a little bit <laughs> tough to, Chappie's to ride. Face. Look yeah, at Chappie's face when he said snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's just too yeah, good. It's just <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> they don't, they don't um, get a lot of snow here, uh, but there's a few days a year where, where it's bad you, enough that I can you put, ride. Or but, if it gets down below freezing, I'll, I'll try not to ride because uh, where I work, there's a lot of uh, ice that forms on the road. So it's a little Well, sketchy. the real question, the elephant in the room, Andrew, that we all want to ask is you were looking at snow in your last video and you yep. had just found a tire chain. So why didn't you go through the snow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that tire chain would have fit, Cody. No. <laughs> oh, too wide. See how my brain works. <laughs> you can make it. Yes. Look, you got it. God gave you a chain right there on the uh, road. <laughs> so yeah. actually funny story uh, on our uh, first uh we did a shakedown trip last year to the um, the Washington BDR, uh, and it was I want to say it was mid June, and we got to a certain point where there was um, there was probably about a foot of snow covering the road um, all the oh. way across. There was a Ford F one fifty like stuck and abandoned on one side of of that part of the road, and we had to get the bikes over and around it. Um, so the four of us basically lifted our bikes up onto the snowbank and rode or walked them across. And, um, the DR was the heaviest of the bikes. And, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not a light really? bike. Uh, so I, uh, at that time I figured, well, you know what, if I ever encounter snow by myself, I'm going to, I'm going to pass. So, smart, smart. Call. Yeah, it just, yeah. It just <laughs> if I wasn't sitting on it, it didn't sink down in. Um, but as soon as I tried to sit on it, so I, I was the, of the four guys that, made that I, I had to walk mine because it was just too heavy to sit on. That's crazy. Snow's kind of like sand. They both This suck. was in June? Yeah, it was June. Wow. That much snow still in June. 
Yeah, that's crazy. It was, it was one of the higher elevations. Uh, higher elevations on section one of the Washington BDR. Wow! I hope to get out there. I was supposed to come out there last year, but don't uh, do it in June. Somebody decided. <laughs> somebody decided they had to start the forest on fire. Darn it! That's yeah, because that was, of all them trees that are down. Yeah, I don't know, man. We we went back through. I think uh, when most of those fires started, right? Um, it was we had a huge heat wave, and then a lot of the fires started out there, and they started closing down sections. It yeah, was, uh, we we were getting ready to head up, and then ended up. Yeah, I was going to Utah because. I was hoping to come meet you down there and buy you lunch or something. That would have been so cool. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll definitely make it happen. Uh, I, I, someday, hopefully this year, I'm, I'm just going to pop into B-Moto. I was going to say, wait a minute. Randomly tree-like and be like, hey, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've got wait a, a flat. Can you help me out? <laughs> Not tell them I'm isn't, coming. Isn't the big guy supposed to buy the little guy lunch? Well, he probably oh, he's knows. traveling though, so <laughs> he probably knows. <laughs> no, but Co- forty dollars a month Cody to say YouTube, I only have one dollar, so I can't buy people lunch. <laughs> yeah, my last dollar. Ask my kids. Every time we go somewhere, Dad, That's you spend your last shit. dollar. Well, any more might be more worth it to buy a tank of gas. Yeah. Oh fucking Christ! <laughs> it cost me seventy dollars to fill my truck. So That's now nice. I carry two dollar bills just so I can tell my kids <laughs> you're wrong. I was gonna say, isn't Abby the one that says every dollar is your last dollar? Oh my, my daughter hates cash. She will not take cash. She won't spend cash because apparently, you know, I I had a phase years and years ago where I wasn't always present. Mentally, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had this big Tahoe truck, V8, with 24-inch rims. Took gas forever. But apparently in the morning on the way to school to drop her off, I'd make her run in because I was embarrassed to take the change in and get gas. So she hates. <laughs> She's like, Dad, only poor people use cash. I'm like, no, if you have cash, you're not poor. <laughs> <laughs> Only poor people use cash. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. So, yeah, I appreciate the lunch thing. You, you probably got better luck that way. I'll buy you a dollar burger. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very satisfying, though. <laughs> yes, dollar Cody menu. will take you to McDonald's and treat you to the dollar menu air. <laughs> dollar menu air? Millionaire menu? Yeah. Something like that. Hey, sometimes McDonald's gives you a free thing when you buy things, so you might get two two meals. <laughs> <laughs> they have to pay oh, you that's to funny. eat there. We joke. Cody's not poor. Oh, poor me. I'm I'm rich in in many ways. Money. You are not really one of them. <laughs> but oh, there's better right. ways to be rich anyway. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Family, friends, adventure, yeah, an adventure, adventure rich. for sure. If if I may, uh, the first time I watched one of Cody's videos, I th- I think it was one of your uh utah bdr solo at night Um, (laughs) i think uh never gonna leave it down it was wild man it was uh a dork in the road used to do these um weekly like live streams every friday and cody was in there once and he said hey i don't remember what you said but I, i went to your channel and i watched you throw yourself down that trail and up that trail and just <laughs> you basically like fell all the way through 
in the dark. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? What a yeah. crazy son of a bitch. What? And I, right. you know, I just, I couldn't believe it. And it was, I got to say, it was just super inspiring just to, to get out there and not be afraid. Well, thank you, know. you man. But I still won't drive through snow. I won't ride through snow. You know, I was just <laughs> telling, I was just telling him that an hour ago about his channel. It's so uh, real. You know, yeah. he doesn't hide anything. It's like, this is me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Because, I mean, the whole idea of the channel is, I mean, I started writing at 42 years old, really. I mean, for all intents and purposes. So I was a late comer. And most people that I met that ride have been riding since they were two years old. You know? So I just kind of wanted to show people, look, it's okay to suck. You can get better. And, and my friends are like, Dude, you just need to put a GoPro on you. You're hilarious. The decisions you make, <laughs> people would pay a fortune to watch just your day-to-day because the stuff you do, uh, what does Hollywood say? What? How in the hell is Cody going to get out of this now? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the whole purpose is hopefully to inspire people. You know, I mean, don't go hurt yourself. Probably do hard trails at daylight, but... You know, I don't plan very well, so that I just rolled with it. But thanks for watching that and coming back. <laughs> when I got stuck on in that riverbed, the first person I thought to call was Cody. How the fuck am I going to get out of here? I need to call Cody. <laughs> I would have answered. I'd have helped you out. I know. I just. Tell me what you see. Tell me what the easy path looks like. Okay, we're going to go the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around and go up the hill. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the hardest. Let me ask both of you. I'll ask both of you. Am I the only one? That, it's harder for me to actually just convince myself to turn around. If I get into crap and I know it's hard and it sucks, I just like that option is not in my head to turn around. A lot of people would just turn around like the gate is closed. Go back. Right. Uh if the gate is closed, yeah, I have no problem turning around. If it's just like getting complicated, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm going to see this through. You're going to push through? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's um, like that, that riverbed thing. It's like the last thing I thought of was turning around and going back uphill. But it was just, it was not doable because of the, you know the rocks and stuff the water flows in one direction so getting back up over all the cliffs and shit was just not possible the saw wouldn't so help you there yeah for me it's uh did i did i cross something that i'm going to have trouble getting back through and usually I, i'm i'm probably overly cautious i i'll look at things and and think you know if i have to turn around up ahead am i going to be able to get back through this part um Especially if I'm by myself, and I'll, if if I get to a point like that, I'll usually turn around. That's probably smart. Yeah. And yes. I usually pass that point, and then I'm like, I don't know what's ahead, but I know what's behind, and I don't want to do that again. So I'm going that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got myself in trouble once or twice um, by pushing it a little too far, and, and I was lucky to to get out of it okay without hurting myself or the bike. But yeah, um, that's that's great. Just, for those of you who are wondering, if you are uh, have a significant other, is that politically correct, Chappie? Sorry, I guess trying yeah. to be Check. trying to be with the times. <laughs> I'm days. not the politically correct. I, I don't care, but um, it's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. 
sorry. It's a lot easier to um, justify or get along about your riding habits if they can trust that you'll make a good decision like that. That's why you have problems? Is that what you're um, saying? That has caused a little... I might wake up like John Wayne Bobbitt if I do lock heart <laughs> at night again. I might have been told that. <laughs> no, see, the difference between you and most of the rest of us is you film it and put it up on YouTube. Right. So there's proof that I you actually up. did what you said that you weren't going to do. But here was here's the thought behind that. I'm like, if I don't <laughs> film this and put it out, nobody's ever going to believe this story. Because right. <laughs> it's too stupid. Nobody would do this. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say stupid. I would just say ballsy. Uh, yeah, I overestimated my uh, abilities. That's that's okay. That's how you but get better, I, though. That's, I and that's why, Andrew. For like, well, you, you know your limits. Like you pushed to the snow. Like there were places you probably could have turned back before that. Uh, maybe riding in a swamp when you were younger is why you're not yeah. afraid of puddles. I noticed you that like did, puddles. Yeah, that puddles. did not look like an easy ride. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. I mean, it. I think uh, easy and, and difficult is, is a matter of perspective. And for me, probably most of what I do, a lot of people would consider easy, um, maybe even boring. But I'm not out there to – I'm not seeking a bunch of thrills or, you know, I'm not looking to push the envelope too much. I'm just trying to – Enjoy myself, relax, and um, you know you you don't have to be out there to to extend to the limit all the time. You know it, it's good no, to push, don't. and that that's how you get better. But um, especially when you're by yourself, you know. One reason that I really wanted to uh, have you on is, uh, and I've been talking to a bunch of people about this, Chappie included, in Hollywood. But like, it doesn't have to be a race, you know. Um, like you said, you don't have to push your limits all the time. You can just enjoy the air on you and the view and the smell of the forest. And uh, it's just kind of a mindset, but it's totally okay and even better than okay to do that. Because if you like riding and you ride like that, longevity wise, you get to ride much longer than the idiot that's yeah <laughs> trying to learn at 60 years old to do a triple backflip or something, you know? That's the point I was going to make. Uh, riding safe allows you to ride tomorrow. Yes. Whereas riding recklessly, uh, if you break your leg, you ain't riding tomorrow. I don't want to spend six weeks waiting to ride my bike. My no. season is short enough as it is. Yeah, that sucks. Speaking yeah, and of you know, when you're on a, when you're hurt. on a budget, you uh you don't want to hurt the bike either, so that's something that I oh, that I'm too is that what is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I just figured, oh man, I I'm such an idiot. I'll get somebody to help me with my motor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I thought I was not going to be riding the 300 at all this year, so I'm going to throw a plug out there to be moto because they say be smart, be ready, be prepared, and be fast and be moto or something like that. Yeah, I was just going to ask, uh, Andrew, have you been to the shop? Not yet, but I, I no. talked to uh, Pete. We tech, we exchange texts, and we talk on Discord quite a bit. Um, I'm actually going to be taking the, the bike down there for some suspension work. Uh, oh, so they're going to turn the 650 into a 701? No, they're going <laughs> to make it Cody-proof, though. They're, they're going <laughs> to at least you know, improve 
what I've got. I mean, the, the DR is not no, it's like riding a couch. I mean, uh, it, it's very soft. Um, it's comfortable, but it's, it's not known for good suspension. I, I don't think any of the budget tool sports are. But, suspension uh, right. is one of the best upgrades you can do to a yeah. bike. And, I think. Yes. And I, Paul is the race tech technician. So, and, uh, I, to me, I, I wouldn't know a good suspension if it slapped me in the face. I, I've, I've gone from a, a CRF 250L also not known for a great suspension to a right. DR650 which is uh you know antique suspension on that thing but um I, I well, know the I know that they'll they'll give me something good <laughs> out when I take it down there so Andrew, hopefully later oh, this I, month I, actually I, love that. I hate I hate to do this Andrew but I can't pass <laughs> it up <laughs> I'm going to tell you the difference between a good suspension and a bad suspension the one that smacks you in the face that's the bad suspension. <laughs> That's how I know. That's all I know too. <laughs> the one but, that's smacking you in the ass. Um, I do have one of those. Actually, the KTM. That's B-Mode was working on the engine. That does that occasionally. <laughs> and not hurt. But No, I think you'll be thrilled, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. And when Pete's like, yeah, I've been talking to randomly. Just kind of met in Discord. That was the first time I was, it kind of blew my mind. I thought it was so cool. Like, Yeah, we actually live like uh, 40, 45 minutes from each other. And uh, I'm like halfway between where he lives and, and uh, the shop. So it's nice. It's yeah, he almost called you for minutes. dinner the other night when he was on his way because he missed the ferry and was just sitting there. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, maybe oh, I'll call shit. him and see if he wants to hey, get a burger or something. <laughs> Yeah, Pete, if you're out there, you want to stop by. And I, I live in a town called Kingston, Washington, and that's one of the ferry terminals. And uh, I know it was stuck oh, there wow. for a long time. I think it was the night you guys were doing the uh, the Patreon um, meeting, yes. and I, I couldn't attend. I was walking my dog. I just got home and was walking my dog, and Pete and I were texting um, that night. He was stuck in that ferry traffic. But the problem with, problem with that traffic is you you can't really get out. And, go do anything when you're sitting there it's uh oh, i don't yes. mean to get off on a, a non-motorcycle no. rant but it kind of uh, is a motorcycle it, ramp because if you take a ferry yeah um but anyway yeah yeah we were we were texting and uh, i almost i was gonna ride up there and see if i could wave to him as i rode by on the bike but if i get stuck in traffic too, so. <laughs> just, and I, just, I just had a flashback to Co- cody a couple of weeks ago on the podcast talking about pete sitting on the ferry oh boy, oh boy. that that was uh oh my god you know what's I, terrible i, I don't that. remember that what the funny. hell i said until it was until fucking hilarious I'm like, why in the hell would you say that, Cody? <laughs> I don't know, but it just kept going too. It kept growing. Uh, well, I'm also curious. Was it last year that you uh, did part of the the Washington BDR? Yes, it was uh, last year. We did uh, sections one and two. I had previously on on the CRF a number of years ago. I did parts of I think five and four headed southward Um, so i've been on several parts of it but i've never done the whole thing at once and last year is when i i uh, fell on uh it's called clellum mountain i think that's how you pronounce it um some folks call that babyhead hill but i think that's not the official babyhead hill but it's one of the more difficult spots and 
Um, it's a hard spot to land, right? Yeah, it's a big, a lot of uh, big, chunky like lava rocks, and they don't, they don't settle in. And uh, there's a lot of uh, like four by four activity there that just stirs them up. And so it's I wasn't not like a tarmac or, surface. No, <laughs> not at all. Looking at it, it doesn't look as hard as it seems. Um, and when we turned the corner, we weren't really expecting it. So I wasn't going fast enough and um, hit something kind of sideways. And um, the bike kind of kicked diagonal. And over I went, landed, hit my ribs on a big chunk of rock and uh, didn't break anything, but bruised really bad. Um, and the whole rest of the, the ride up and down, I, I finished riding up that part of the hill and then the next section i actually had to have one of my friends ride the bike up because i just I couldn't do it it was the the jostling You're just in uh, pain really, i, I yeah. remember cheering yeah. you on and i was so bummed when you got injured but i mean it happens to all of us yeah the uh temperatures were so high that was our our heat wave right before all those fires started and uh, god it was just brutal heat and yeah that doesn't we were help all, either yeah we're all running out of water riding down the the back end of that mountain um was just like real silty like uh volcanic volcanic silt uh on the on the road and oh wow just soft and rocky and um brutally hot and uh get to the bottom and the the route was there was a detour on the route looked like it had been ages since the that part of the route was uh, open um and we found the the detour and could see pavement and the gate was like locked. It wasn't, it wasn't a lock on it, but there was like a piece of metal, like bent through the, the latch. Um, as if somebody was trying to lock you in and we're like, just, we're almost out of water. Um, we're going to head into town from there to get, to get water. And then we find this locked gate and we're like, what the hell who, who would do something like that? And we got our like tire spoons out and broke that piece of metal and, got ourselves out of there and uh rode into town and at that point everybody was just it was like super brutally hot and everybody just decided to call it and we all had home i wouldn't have been able to continue anyway i was in too much pain but the other guys i was with decided to uh call it so we stayed in a hotel that night and uh rode rode home the next day but sometimes it uh what do they call it reading the room like after that you get hurt, it's really hot, the gate's locked. You know, sometimes that's just something telling you, yes, I you know, maybe that... you don't need to do tomorrow. Yeah, it's yeah. enough. But I, I'll be going back. I, I want to conquer that hill. And, that's uh, what I was the, wondering. The real Is that still in your too. head? You want oh, to, yeah. Uh... Absolutely. I, I can't let it go. I've got to get back out and, and do it again. <laughs> that's, that's my guy. <laughs> Even if I fall again, I, I, I'll i be, I'm going to get some uh, chest armor so I don't get hurt. And, uh, that way I can get back up and just keep, keep going. Just make sure you don't do that solo, but no, no, no. I'm cheering you on though. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So we haven't done this in a while, but we think Uh rant. (laughs) Andrew is one (laughs) of random. (laughs) Yeah. Andrew is, uh, one of our longtime listeners. He's been there since the beginning. Uh, we thought, this would be a good time to bring it back. Uh-oh. Yes. What if? <laughs> okay. Here comes the what if elf motherfucker to your house. 
no. What is? <laughs> Alrighty. I have two questions currently. And we'll let Andrew pick one or two. Uh, let's go with two. Two. That's pretty cool. Both. Alrighty. What if you buy a new motorcycle? What would be your first upgrade? Oh boy. I I always tell myself this and I never do it. Um, but if it's a, a dual sport, it would be the seat because none of them come with a good seat. Um, it's all like that. And, and I never do it. I, both times I bought one, I, I told myself I'd do the seat first and I didn't do it and I regretted it. So the seat. All right. That's good. How are you, Cody? Well, I would just research and buy the perfect bike so I didn't have to do any upgrades <laughs> to it. <laughs> but everybody. I think there's one yeah, in California sitting in Hollywood's you know. driveway. <clears throat> <clears throat> Dispension's done. It's got a comfort seat, seat on it. You know, furious. KTM motor, beautiful orange colors, and I've rode that bike for six miles. So you don't want it back, Chris. You don't want it back. I've already... You already <laughs> broke it in? No. The first thing, uh, I'm not big into bling because I don't care what the bike looks like, if it works, really. Um, I would say probably suspension, depending on the bike about Suspension? I know Chappie, the first good. thing he would do is go register it. <laughs> That's not an upgrade, though. <laughs> That's after the upgrades to me. Okay, upgrade it, then I'll register uh, Um, Yeah, I, I would say it's got to be uh, some kind of comfort thing. Um, the first thing I did to both of my BMWs was upgrade the windshield because the BMW crappy short windshield. So, I mean, that's kind of a comfort thing. Uh, I did get a new seat on my CRF. I ended up getting the low version for the wife. I do have a seat for the BMW as well. So uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with Andrew, uh, a comfort item, uh, depending on your bike windshield was more important for my BMW. I think it, a lot of it depends on the bike. You know, if you're talking dual sport, if you're talking dual sport, the seats suck. You're all right. Yeah. All the, of you are yeah. Correct. I have to agree there because the seat is probably the, I mean, that's your, your hardest uh, contact area. The grips are usually okay. You can deal with those. I mean, and they're cheap I, anyway. I but. just think the manufacturer thinks like me. If it's a dual sport, you should be standing up anyway, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think I'll anything that on the highway at 75, you get some really weird looks, let me tell you. <laughs> it's actually illegal in some states. It to probably stand is. Up. I don't know. Just, it is. It is so illegal to ride ignorance. your motorcycle. It's I'm weird. claiming that I'm chafing officer and I had to stand up, okay? <laughs> not like I don't I'm wheeling. I'm pulled not pulled over, but. I've got a story about that too. Uh, oh, nice. I knew we'd get story time. Yeah. So <laughs> the, related to the seat and the, and really, I, I have to agree with Chappie, any comfort item, anything that can keep you on the bike riding longer is, is a good first upgrade. But actually coming back from my first trip on the BDR, um, on the CRF, before I upgraded the seat, I was applying for a new job. And I got a, some emails that I had to get paperwork in before 
a certain amount of days and I was headed back. I had to leave early. Um, and I rode from, uh, Ellensburg all the way back to Kingston and one day on the CRF 250L taking back roads. So I wouldn't have to be on the major highways on a 250. And my ass hurt so bad. I got to this light. It was in Monroe, Washington. And I was at this light waiting to turn left and it wasn't detecting the bike. You know, that, that whole mm-hmm. thing, uh, state patrol pulled up behind me and we're sitting there and it felt like, it felt like years cause my ass hurt so bad, but it was probably like three or four or five minutes. And eventually no traffic was coming. The light wasn't turning. Washington has this thing called the dead red law, which as long as you're waiting long enough and the light doesn't detect you and you're on a motorcycle, you can go. So I oh. went right. I was right in front of this, this state patrol and he turns on his lights and he follows me and I'm like, fuck, he uh, pulls me over and he goes, what are you thinking, man? I was right behind you. Didn't you see me? I was like, yeah, but my ass hurts so bad. And the light wasn't changing. I've been riding for seven hours and uh, he let me go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my Lord. (laughs) He said, get off the bike and stretch for a minute and then go on your way. Ride safe. So, (laughs) Hey, cool, man. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. The guy that pulls me over on my birthday gives me a freaking ticket. (laughs) You got to make him laugh. Yeah, I tried to, but then this lady cop showed up, and then he got into, oh, I need to the lady mode. <laughs> they even went so far as to look up my old licenses, apparently, because I used to have long Damn. hair when I had hair. I miss it so bad. <laughs> anyway, he comes up, and he's like, yeah, we were looking at your old licenses, and uh, she says that you look like Chris Cornell. I'm like, oh, cool. Does that mean I'm getting a ticket? Yes, you're getting a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> apparently she doesn't like chris cornell <laughs> i guess not oh wait isn't he dead uh, i look like him thanks <laughs> actually that was before he passed wasn't it i don't know i don't know the rock stars i like new are dropping like flies it's hard to keep track of yeah man oh man i'm so glad that you joined us yes oh, i'm thrilled it was i mean it was awesome guys i i i can't believe you asked me to be on just a little small timer like me, but well, uh, I really appreciate I, I it. I gotta say, you mentioned it the 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 Patreon call. Um, our buddy Dual Sport WV came on with his with his helmet on, <laughs> and we asked him. I thought it was way pride. I thought no. he was pulling a joke on me. <laughs> so we asked him if there was something that he really wanted to see, and he said or here, and he said, I think you should get somebody from Discord, like the Randomly Trees. He would be an awesome guest. So, Oh, awesome. Well, this, I mean, you were on our list to ask anyway, yeah. but, you know, he just he made it, it happen a lot quicker than. Yeah. Oh, that's man. that's awesome. Yes, I, he's, I a, he's a pretty cool guy. I don't think of myself as anything special. I just like to talk about motorcycles and yeah. film shenanigans. And somehow you guys <laughs> laugh along and comment and so, but right. we all just love the bikes and, you know, some of us are single, can travel indefinitely, and some of us have families and have to work it in, you know, family time. But we all love, you know, being outside and on two wheels, I think. Yes. Yeah, we, we all got something in common. That's uh, the 
the thing that brings the community community together. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I love our discord community. It's oh, me uh, too. the, the people in there, it's like uh, uh, just a big family. I, I love it. And there's people from all over the world in there, which is crazy. That's the greatest thing. Yeah. You just, you, you get perspectives from everybody and uh, discussions with everybody, different uh, opinions. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's, you, you don't doubt that anybody would help you out if you needed it too. That's the that's the greatest right. thing. Yeah, yes. just try not to break down in Utah, guys. I want to have some some of my own adventures this year. <laughs> <laughs> More of that to come later. <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to start a rescue service. I told my wife last year because you know I kind of rescued Chris Hollywood and his buddies a little bit, and then I rescued the. Odessa and her husband. And I was like, babe, do you know how nice it is to be the one on the other side of the phone? Yeah. <laughs> she looks at me kind of, she's like, are you serious? And I'm being serious. And she's like, it's really not that fun to be on the other end of the phone call. <laughs> so like, well, now when it's, it's not you me calling stuck. her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me stuck. Yes. <laughs> But I would come get any of you guys, so <laughs> you're gonna have to keep in touch randomly. Oh, totally, dude. I mean, actually, I, I think we should do something different. Um, usually, we let the guests go and we do our outro. I think oh. because Andrew has a lot of experience with the things we're gonna talk about right now, I would love to hear his input as well. Okay. Usually, this is about the time of the show where we tell everybody. Uh, that they can use that discount code throttled ADV and head on over to Boto Atomic or Moto Camp Nerd. I know you have visited both of these places. Oh, yeah. Moto Atomic, uh, um, the gas can hoodie. I, these guys have been, been singing its praises. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to buy another one. It really is like wearing a hug. It is the best hoodie I've ever had. Um, I, I wear it two, three times a week. Um, I, I, I want to say it's wearing out because I wear it so much, but that's not because it's poor quality. It's because I wear it so much. And, uh, right. that's why I want to buy another one. Um, I also have their, uh, their 40 liter, uh, duffel bag. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yep. And you cannot beat the price. It is good quality. Comes with great straps, easy to attach to your bike, holds a shitload of stuff. I love top load straps. Yeah, top straps. load is the best. I mean, you yeah. you don't have to squeeze stuff in. I, I've had other uh, dry bags like that that are side load, and it's a pain in the ass to get stuff in and out. But that top load, and you can roll it down. It's got a vent to to really squeeze the air out. Um, just a great great bag. Uh, super it pleased is. with it. I and, leave that I, vent open when I'm sneaking the chick across the border. I mean. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a terrible joke, but that was But it's totally, big enough. It's that big was enough. Off the cuff. That's how big they are. You could, yep. you could sneak it a is, small passenger it's like, across. Depending on when you're listening to this, I mean, as of <laughs> uh, April 2022, I want to say it's like $57. Go find a 40 liter with that quality for $57 anywhere else. And you send me the link and it's gotta be good quality. Send me the link. I'll buy it for you. But I'm not going to find it. You're not going to find I'm it. I'm on a hunt now. Throttled ADV discount code. And uh, it's even 
it's even less expensive. So absolutely, yeah, super value Dan's there. Dan's awesome. Dan yeah. is awesome. And buddy. and Moto Camp yeah. Nerd, I've I bought several things from there too. He's uh, got so much more um, variety of things every time I go there. So check it out, and uh, obviously the the discount code as well. There save you some money. And, uh, yeah, yeah, great value there too. And it's all thought of for the motorcycle camper. So if he you camp off your motorcycle. Point. Like uh, from the first time I saw a Moto Camp Nerd site to fast forward a year later, it's like a whole different site. He's been yeah. he's been going at it's it, like, man. He's got like three times the stuff that he had before. It's got Traces. more than in yeah. stock than my local REI does that yeah. I would use. Yeah. So. Cool. So another yeah. great source, and yeah, like you say, uh, they're they're motorci- motorcycle enthusiasts, motorcycle lovers, and uh, they definitely cater to the motorcycle crowd. So, and you can get your suspension fixed at B Moto. B Moto, that's right. B Moto. We're not yes. sponsored, but we should be. But maybe after this, all the soft. <laughs> well, they, people can't randomly, see that. They're gonna. Somebody they're gonna should think, randomly, what, what happened to the B Moto sponsor? Somebody should randomly send this to randomly trees a silky saw gomboy. With I've got ties. one. I just don't ever have it with me. It seems, but yeah, <laughs> you gotta yeah. stick it in that forty Stay liter comic bag. It That's would not right. surprise me if I forget this on my trip that I'm leaving on on Sunday. Oh no! Just because I got it out to to razz you a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Go check out Randomly Trees. Speaking of, I just I like to watch it, uh, you know, before I go to bed. It's just like a calm ride. I love it. And uh, thank you guys. Some and, good uh, topics that you're talking yes. about. And the scenery is freaking incredible. Just makes me want to go ride. In the description, there will be a link to his YouTube channel and his Instagram. There's always some good photos of the wild adventures he's on up there. You will always find a beautiful shot with the bike and just to show the landscape of the, the beautiful scenery that you have up there. Uh, I've always loved your bike shots. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love the bike porn. I, I try to get, get a picture of the bike on every ride. So rain <laughs> or shine, I try to get at least something. So I appreciate it. Check in the description. Click on those links. Go give uh, Andrew some love. Check out his channel. I mean, the, the videos. And like, the, comment, the subscribe. Quality. Yeah. We're going to let randomly take over so that I can just go adventure and stop making videos, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need to wish that on yeah. it. No, just go check it out. It's a cool channel. You're a great guy. I can't wait to hopefully twist some throttle with you this year. That would be cool. Oh, that would be awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Thank you. So thank you all for listening. Uh, for Cody and Andrew, I'm Chappie, and uh, we'll catch you. Who next are you week. for Bob? Bob is in the other room keeping the bird quiet. Well, you said for Cody and Andrew, you're Chappie. Who are you for Bob? <laughs> I am her daddy. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. The kids are going to bed now. <laughs> it's past bedtime. You can't say that on the air. (laughs) Too late, I already did.